Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome back to this week's episode. So last week, we kicked off season three by introducing the first three growth practices that are included in what I call the roadmap to growth. Did you catch that episode? If you implemented only the discovery magnets, nurture sequence, and circle backs that I shared in that episode you would be guaranteed to see a significant impact on the number of prospective members appearing in front of you and the number of new members actually signing up. This week, we're turning attention to the next three growth practices. As you'll probably recall, if you were with me last week, there are nine in total. So we went through three last week, three this week, and we'll do the final three next week. Of course, if you want to have all nine growth practices on a handy reference sheet, I posted that for you at joyofmembership.com slash roadmap. Feel free to grab it there. Now, just as I said with the first three, you do not have to implement all nine growth practices to see results. I would love to see you implement all nine practices, but you don't have to have all nine in place in order to see results. You can use them individually or in combination to boost your growth metrics. And the other benefit is that your membership actually gets easier to run when you have these practices in place. So the first growth practice for this week is on-ramps. Now, on-ramps are not your typical onboarding process. For most organizations, they have a common process that they send every new member through. And it's certainly better to have a common process than to not have any consistency at all. But I want to encourage you to think about creating more customized processes based on what you know about each member. If you think about an interstate highway, if you had everybody trying to get on that highway via the same ramp. That would create a terrible driving experience, wouldn't it? Can you imagine the traffic? You certainly would not get to your destination quickly or smoothly. That's why interstates are designed with multiple ramps. You can take the on-ramp that makes the most sense for where you're starting. When it comes to membership associations, Rethinking how new members are onboarded can have a tremendous impact on the first perception that members have of your organization. 
By understanding the needs and expectations of each member, you can create a process that feels custom tailored to their specific needs. There are a number of benefits to doing this. First of all, there is that positive first impression that I just mentioned. First impressions are important and, you know, you want your members to come in and have a great impression from the very beginning. But beyond a positive first impression, a custom onboarding process can also improve your member retention. Creating a custom onboarding process shows your members that you care about their experience and you want them to stick around. In fact, studies have shown that organizations with a formal onboarding process experience 50% less turnover. That's significant. Beyond just the initial onboarding experience, when you have this custom on-ramp for your organization, it also increases your engagement. So this gives the opportunity to set the tone and connect them in very quickly with the things that align best with their personal goals. And when people come in and they have these quick wins and they're connected with what they want, they have more of a tendency to get engaged and stay engaged. And then, you know, the last benefit that I'll mention to this on-ramp approach is that you're also creating an opportunity to get to know your members better. You could show that you understand their needs and expectations, and you can use that information to actually be responsive and give them that custom, warm, personal connection that you want them to have with your organization. Now, creating a custom on-ramp can feel like a lot of work. But you don't have to have a dozen custom on-ramps all at once. You can do this in a sequential process. You can start out with a couple of on-ramps that meet the needs of different types of members that you typically have, and then you can expand from there. But anyway, we will go more into depth on the on-ramp growth practice in future episodes. So let me shift now to the second growth practice. And these are simply called check-ins. Now, you might be thinking, really, Joy, check-ins? Of course we check in with our members. And it is great if you're already doing this. But many organizations don't. Or they don't have any kind of structured process or consistency around it. They check in with members as the opportunity arises and downtime happens. But when things are busy, this practice falls to the bottom of the priority list. It's treated as a nice thing to do if and when there is time. In contrast, when you adopt check-ins as an actual growth practice, it becomes something that you always do because you know it's important to building a relationship with each member and it helps you stay attuned to what's going on with them. You'll be better positioned to know what's working for them and where there are additional opportunities for them to loop into valuable benefits. A few things that you could cover in these check-ins include, you know, recent achievements or accomplishments, getting to know, you know, what your members are celebrating. You could talk about goals and objectives that they have for the future, what they're interested in. Of course, areas of concern or dissatisfaction you want to be aware of, any ideas for improvements or enhancements and questions or feedback that they might have. These don't have to be long. They can be brief conversations. They can be done by email or 
phone or Zoom, whatever works for you and works for members. And that brings us to the third and final growth practice that I want to share for this week. I'll call these winbacks. Winbacks are essentially routinely identifying lapsed members and having a process in place to reconnect and attract them back in. There are all sorts of things that you can build into your win-back growth practice. And we'll be diving into some of those options during season three of this podcast. I think the important thing to know for today is that lapsed members aren't necessarily lost forever, and they might not even be unhappy members. I think sometimes we assume that people leave because they're unhappy, but there might actually be a variety of reasons why someone lets go of their membership. And it could have absolutely nothing to do with the value that your organization has offered. They could have just been going through a busy period in their life, and they didn't have opportunity to take advantage of the benefits. Their needs may have changed and they may not have been able to see how the organization can meet the new needs that they have. There could be a change in their job or their life circumstances that has led them to no longer being involved in the industry. Or, you know, if you're not an association, you have some other type of membership or nonprofit, you know, maybe they just aren't involved in the topic area anymore. And then, of course, there's just the simple thing that they might have forgotten. (laughs) Even if you think that you have sent reminders ad nauseum, there are still people who just don't pay attention and don't realize that their membership lapsed. There are ways to address all of these reasons, but you can't really do that effectively unless you've planned ahead for how to handle such situations, hence creating your win-back growth strategy. Now, just like last week, can you see how implementing even some of these nine practices can make a difference? What would it look like if members got extra special customized care from the moment they took that first step to join? What if you consistently built warm personal relationships in which you knew what a member was working on and you could align their member experience to that? And what if members who stepped away from membership either intentionally or unintentionally, could be attracted back in. Those things could make a difference, don't you think? That's the power of these nine growth practices. Each is something that your organization could likely be doing right now to consistently, effectively, and strategically move you closer to your goal of having a healthy, thriving membership operation. I'm going to stop there for now. (laughs) I will be back next week, of course, to share the final three. In the meantime, if finding consistent growth is important to you and you'd like to do that without your board and your committees and your volunteers being completely overwhelmed by change, we should chat because that's exactly where I can help. You can find my calendar at joyofmembership.com slash consult. I will be absolutely delighted to connect. Also, if you're on LinkedIn, that is generally the social platform that I hang out on. So be sure we're connected there. That brings us to a wrap. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, take care.
Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech. joyofmembership.com slash tech. T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.